Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Bowlers. Thanks for joining us today. This is the place where we take on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. And a very hot topic right now is whether or not America is going to hand over its sovereignty with regard to both your personal sovereignty of your body and what injections you might get or whether you wear a mask or how you respond to a pandemic and states and the nation as a whole, who gets to make those decisions when a pandemic hits. I'm Rick Green here with David and Tim Barton. And guys, of course, we've heard all these big alphabet soups, you know, CDC, which I think stands for Center for Demented Confusion, but maybe something else. World Health Organization, WHO, FDA. We hear all these alphabet soup names. FDA, CDC, those are at least American entities. The World Health Organization is an international entity. It's it's actually the one that that Donald Trump said we're not funded anymore when when COVID first hit because of the Chinese influence over it. But now the Biden administration wants to basically say to the World Health Organization, hey, you call the shots for us. If, if you think there's a pandemic and you think there's things we need to do, whether it's six feet, mask, whatever, uh, we're, we'll just we'll just obey whatever you have to say. And so, the, of course, there's a lot of opposition to that. Of course, we would oppose something like that. And we'll have Frank Gaffney on a little later to, to talk about that. But um, World Health Organization deciding for us, guys, what do you think? Well, this is not a, a surprise coming from the Biden White House, first of all. When we look at what's happened uh, with, with their promotion of ESG, central bank digital currency, uh, things that they, he's been proposing, uh, had the investigation or the investigatory committee back in 2021 and uh, promoting that in 2022. He's already promoting and encouraging things that would make America just one of many nations and would not give us national sovereignty. And so this move is not surprising at all coming from the Biden administration. And again, when you go back to some of the ESG, look at the Great Reset, uh, th- th- this was always part of the initiative from uh, I- individuals that were part of the World uh, Economic Forum or, or the World Health Organization. They they want there to be a one world order, and the Biden administration certainly seems on board with it. Now, of course, we get to talk about how crazy this is, how ridiculous it is, and arguably unconstitutional this might be uh, in, in many respects, but it's not really, in my mind, surprising given what we've seen from the Biden administration since he took office. Well, for some details on this, Frank Gaffney, our friend over at Center for Security Policy, has been, of course, following this closely and actually is uh, sort of building a coalition to, to to stand against it and attempt to stop it. So he'll explain a little bit of the ramifications of what could happen if uh, if this is adopted and, uh, and whether or not, you know, uh, we can push back as citizens and as states. So stay with us. Frank Gaffney, our special guest, will be right back on Wobble. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. As the American War for Independence began, the president of Yale was the Reverend Naftali Daggett. When New Haven, the home of Yale, came under attack, about 100 citizens rushed out to meet the British. The Reverend Daggett galloped by them on horseback, his clerical robes flowing behind him in the wind, and he took up a solitary position atop a hill. The 2,500 British soon put the townsfolk to flight, but the Reverend Daggett continued to stand alone, firing down on the advancing troops. A British officer confronted him. What are you doing there, you old fool? If I let you go, will you ever fire again on the troops of His Majesty? Nothing more likely was the preacher's reply. 
America's early pastors personally confronted danger and courageously led their communities. For more information on Pastor Daggett and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Our good friend Frank Gaffney's with us. Uh, I, Frank, I love you, brother. I've been learning from you for 25 years. I don't want to make both of us feel old, but but I remember my first time meeting you. I was going to a Canada School Leadership Institute and learned so much and have continued to learn from you. So thank you so much for coming on, and thanks for what you do at Center for Security Policy. You're very kind, Rick, and um, I wish I could say I remembered anything from 25 years ago, but uh, I, I appreciate you and all that you're doing to teach, well, me among others, but uh, an awful lot of Americans about what matters for our country. So God bless you. Right back at you, and of course, on, on so many issues uh, with regard to America and, and preserving this for our kids and grandkids. Uh, you've been out front uh, for, for years, and now we've got this uh, this whole World Health Organization essentially um, you know, co- completely taken over not only our, our national sovereignty, but our personal sovereignty for our own bodies and, and, and our physical health decisions. This is crazy stuff they're talking about. And they talk about it like it's like it's no big deal. I mean, we have a president and, and members of our of our Congress that, that think this just makes perfect sense. It's amazing to me. You know, there's so many aspects of this that are simply stupefying. I, it's hard to know where to begin, but maybe just a word about the World Health Organization, you're, you're right in everything you said, Rick, but uh, things that um, I, I'm not sure everybody remembers, even though it was fairly recently, is the World Health Organization was the outfit that essentially lied to us at the outset of the COVID pandemic about the That's origins, true. the nature, and the best fronts to that Wuhan virus. Yeah. And then, and then worse yet, they instituted essentially through their assiduous recommendations what is called by the Chinese Communist Party the China model for you know putting masks on everybody and quarantining people, locking them down, imposing on them mandatory vaccination, so called, you know, with uh, untested or certainly inadequately tested, um, quote, vaccines, unquote. And then on top of it all, that whole digital vaccine passport thing to establish that you have in fact done what you've been told. And if you haven't, then you're punished in various ways. This is, this is, as you know, Rick, um, essentially the China model. Yes, but it's the Chinese social credit system used as a vehicle for controlling populations. And the world health organization did that to us when it only had advisory power. Yeah. And now they're trying to give it the power to dictate to us what we have to do. And it is, it's crazy, except in the sense that it serves a purpose. It is very much part and parcel of what is being attempted by not just the Chinese communists and not just the UN and its various subordinates like the WHO, but the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and others who see this as a way to get what they call global governance at the expense of our constitution, which you do so much to explain is absolutely essential to our freedoms. Well, and Frank, I I have to admit, you know, when a lot of this started happening, I guess my, my, my better angels wanted me to, 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 to believe that this is just desperation. People are just scared. They're just crying out, you know, and I try not to give in to the, the boogeyman and the, and the fact that there are truly evil people that actually do want 
quite literally world domination. They really do want a new world order. And and I just don't think that can be denied anymore. I think it is so obvious the things that they are doing. And and part of the reason I think that, you know, and I'm not a I'm not a, you know, avid just every day go out and defend Trump kind of person, but at the same time, I mean in April of twenty twenty, he saw this and said, No more money for World Health Organization. These are these guys are run by the Chinese and 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 called it out and very few people were willing to to back him on that or even you know, they 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 thought that he was putting us in, in danger. But there are very yeah. and I think that's part of the hatred of, of, of him right now. Uh, but I, and I don't want to do a Trump program. I'm just saying, you know, th- this is this is much bigger than what we ever wanted to think it was. And, and, and we have to we have to acknowledge that in order to take it on, I think. You're right. It, it is, and it's getting bigger by the day, by the way. Um, in addition to this idea that the World Health Organization's the director general, Tedros Gerbrasis, who was responsible for much of that mischief that I just described, is going to have the authority to declare so-called public health emergencies of international concern and then tell us what we have to do, as I say, in response. But the World Health Organization's parent organization, the United Nations, evidently has in mind doing pretty much the same thing with so-called crises. Uh, whereby the U.N. will dictate what is a crisis and, again, will tell us what has to be done about so, it. So not just health? Not just health. Anything that they consider to be a crisis. So in both cases, whether it's public health or whether it's more general policy, we could find the kind of accountable, representative, limited government that our Constitution is all about simply uh, thrown under the bus in favor of wholly unaccountable governance globally by unelected international bureaucrats who will have the authority to tell us what we have to do. And, And people will say, well, how will they enforce that? Well, one way they'll enforce it is if the Biden administration, which is up to its eyeballs in trying to give these international entities, that sort of authority, says they're going to enforce it. Oh, I, I, I mean, Frank, come on. I, I watched waitresses enforce insanity over the last three go. years. You know what I mean? It was like the brown shirts exactly were everywhere. Right. The implementation of even the just the suggestion of the tyranny. And all of a sudden you had all of these do-gooders, I guess, that thought they were saving the world. And, and I felt like, my goodness, I'm in 1930s Germany. I mean, this is insane yeah. how quickly people were willing to act like they were, and, and they were self-righteous about it. You know, I, I had stewardesses right. and stewards that, you know, were just like, they thought they were gods. And so anyway, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily, you were talking about government and, uh, you know, local and state and federal government enforcement. I'm worried about even the individuals and, and corporate America enforcing these things, if the World Health Organization says. You're absolutely right. Right. Yeah, it's it's a self enforcement. Yes, yeah. the other piece of it. Yeah. But uh, government is the is another one actually, and and you put it together, and I find myself saying, and I don't think it's an exaggeration. This may be our last hope mm. to stave off the takedown of our country through these various uh, mechanisms on behalf of uh, well, as you say, these evil. Yeah. Enemies of our country, and could I just put in a plug? I, I know yeah, you're please. A pal of Steve, Steve Deese, as I am uh, to a lesser degree. Uh, Steve's new film, 
nefarious. Oh, yes, so good. If people haven't already tuned into this, they've got to go see it because, among other things, it's it's, a, it's well done on yeah. every level, I believe. But particularly, um, Rick, to the to the point we're talking about, it it really enables a conversation about spiritual warfare. Yeah in which we find ourselves engaged, whether we want to or not, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. It's happening, and evil will triumph mm. if uh, God doesn't you know, intervene at our appeal to, uh, to prevent it, and we do our job. Yeah, and if good people well. don't recognize that it's, that it's happening and, and, and yeah. you know, tap into the power of God to, to, to fight it. And I think that's part of the reason they've They've gained so much ground as we don't want to believe that that's happening. And so we dismiss this stuff and we excuse it and we, you know, we just keep, I guess, avoiding the fight, basically avoiding the confrontation uh, that is absolutely necessary. And it's kind of that moral relativism thing that's been seeping Mm -hmm. into the culture since the 60s. Nobody wants to say that anybody else is actually bad. This is actually evil to carve up children, to do the things that that they're they're doing uh, in our country right now. And so. Just some yeah. moral clarity would be nice at this point, and and absolutely necessary to to really yeah, yeah, fight this fight. Just nice, it's it's vital. Yeah. And and you know, cognitive dissonance is another oh, yeah. term for it, where you, you just don't see what you don't want to see, Amen. but um, it'll get you if you indulge in that. Frank, what's the what's the political step to try to stop this? I mean, I I've made the argument, and of course you have too, that that you know this this would this would absolutely be a treaty this should be have to be approved by the senate i don't even think there's any way to give away this kind of authority even if the senate wanted to but to to skip that completely and call it an accord which republican presidents have done too and i've disagreed with but they just seem to be i mean completely going around the constitution and our and our process and i don't hear a lot of senators standing up and screaming about it to the contrary rick as you may be aware, Senator Ron Johnson, who is one of the best senators yeah. ever, as far as I'm concerned, um, offered an amendment, I think two weeks ago or so now, um, essentially saying that the Senate insisted that any deal coming out of this World Health Organization negotiating process had to be submitted to the Senate for its constitutional quality control advice and consent. And I'm sure that passed 100 to zero, right? 49 Democrats voted against it, which was sufficient to beat the 47 Republicans who voted for it. Shocking. So the Senate has said, we're not going to do our job. Uh. And worse than that, if you can believe it, well, I know you can, because this is why we warn about these monster bills. Uh, There is something called the National Defense Authorization Act of 2022, which was jammed through the Senate House at the end of last year, before the Republicans came into the House of Representatives, and tucked on page 950 of a 1,770-page bill was an 18-page act called the Pandemic Prevention Act. And it basically says, in just about as many words, any framework that the World Health organization or World Health Assembly comes up with is pre-approved by the United States Congress. Wow. So that's an existing statutory authority to say, even if the Senate wanted to take this up, it's kind of, uh, well, overtaken by events, as they say. And this was passed last year. Last year. Yeah, with nobody knew it was in there. Yeah, you know. But this this is what happens when you when you have a seventeen hundred or two thousand page bill. You never know. Oh, and just for fun, I'm curious. Did you read the whole bill or did you make Tommy do it? I'm just curious. No, 
<laughs> I, I did not read it myself, and I don't know any human being who oh, has read it. It's insane. So, so I, I, did, I had no idea that it happened. I, I, I did not know that they slipped that in there. Oh. Nobody did. Nobody did. Not a senator, not a congressman. But my point is this, that the darkness yeah. is upon us, yeah. and uh, we do need God's help. And uh, I'm so appreciative of all that you do to you know, both shed light on these sorts of things and uh, and inspire us to you know, appeal to the good Lord and to um, do what we must do yeah. in our own right to try to make these things come out better. Exactly. So if the Senate's not going to do their job. So, so, so let's talk about the Sovereignty Coalition and what people can do to help support this, because this is, this is essentially going to turn into a we the people are going to have to step up and do the job. And exactly uh, so right. how, how are you, what is your strategy for this? Well, the strategy is this. Uh, we've put together um, what I call an outside game to try to help good guys on the inside of the government and the Congress do the right thing. The outside game is the Sovereignty Coalition, and you can find all all about it at SovereigntyCoalition.org. Right there on the homepage is what we call the American Sovereignty Declaration. It's very straightforward, very clear-cut, and if you like what it says, if it represents your view, please sign it. And then there's a, a button you can go to that takes you to an Align Act campaign that has the name of your personal representative in the House of Representatives and your senators, and it allows you, with a click of a mouse, essentially to shoot them a note saying, get us out of the World Health Organization before it is able to impose this kind of uh, mandatory craziness on us. And we need everybody in this audience to take action and take action today if you can because we're right at the point now where we need to get these members of congress to stand up we have until basically the end of may to try to get this done uh at that time one of two things will happen they may vote one or more of these agreements through in which case there will be some kind of provisional binding of our country uh and without any break on it you know, the administration isn't going to break it. The Senate isn't going to break it. They've got this statute in their pocket already that says it's done. But the other thing is that um, it it basically uh, gives us an opportunity, I think, to uh, avoid somebody saying, well, you didn't withdraw uh, a year in advance, uh, which is to say, if it's not this it May, it'll be next May that they vote all that stuff through. We need to get out, and we're supposed to give them a year's notice. So for either of those reasons, we've got to get right about this. And so people signing the American Sovereignty Declaration at SovereigntyCoalition.org today would be hugely helpful. And then let your members of Congress know that you want them to get us out of the World Health Organization. Please. Well, folks, if you can hear that that typing in the background, that's me literally uh, putting my name on on this as well. I encourage you to do the same. Sovereigntycoalition.org is the website. And, of course, Frank, I wish we had more time, but they can learn more there. You've got uh, lots of great materials. It's very important to get on the email list. I think just being aware these days is so so difficult to find truth. It's so difficult to to keep up with what's going on and see through the the, the mess. And so, um, you know, folks, get on there. This is one of those email lists you want to be on so you can be aware of this. And, Frank, we just we got to get you back. Let's talk about it again, and, and let's, uh, let's move people to action on this thing. Um, this is, as we said at the beginning, this is not just national sovereignty. This is personal sovereignty. A lot of people will say, well, hey, I'm, as long as my state does it right, folks, your states are not protecting you right now. We, we've got to put this in, right. you know, do this right. 
Uh, Frank, Amen. you guys keep up the and, and, and website for um, just the organization itself for Center for Security Policy, if they want to get into some of the more general information as well and follow you and Tommy there. Sure. Thank you. Um, and thank you for all that you're doing with the Patriot Academy, too, Rick. It's uh, vital work, as you know. Um, our organization, uh, the easiest way to remember it is securefreedom.org. And uh, with my colleague Tommy Waller's leadership, it's a really terrific resource, and we encourage people to check it out, too. And that's a great URL, by the way, securefreedom.org. I, I know you had to really work hard to get that URL. That was smart to get that well, one. Well, we like to say it's what you want, and it's what we do. Hey, man, that's good. That's good. Frank Gaffney, God bless you, man. Thanks so much for your time today. You too. Thank you. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Bart. Hi friends, this is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outlined the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. And this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman. Friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com. We're back here. Wobblers, thanks for staying with us. Thanks to Frank Gaffney for joining us today as well. Back with David and Tim. And, uh, and of course, guys, I mean, we, we know it, it's a bad idea to handle. We've talked about this for ever since we've had the program about not handing over our decisions to someone outside of who should have that jurisdiction. David, you've always taught, you know, jurisdictions. We have certain areas given to government, to family, to uh, even it, when it's given to government, to certain levels of government, whether it's federal, state, or whatever. Here we're talking about handing over jurisdiction to an international organization uh, that, we don't choose those those people on the on that World Health Organization, and um, you know if we if we think it got bad whenever it was the CDC making the calls, I can't imagine how bad it would be if it's an international organization that would that would love to bring America to its knees. You know, I was just listening to the interview and just thinking about all the things with it, listening to what Frank said, and just I was I was just asking myself the question: What kind of a mindset do you have to have to be willing to give away? America's control over itself to a to a world organization. And I think I've come up with a couple answers. One is, I think if you don't think that America is special, and we're just one of the 193 nations in the world, then you're willing to do this. So I, I think you start with the fact that for many of the Democrats and for the Biden administration, we're not special. We're just one of 193. We need to join with everybody else. If we all link arms, we, we can be great. I reject that. I think America is special. I think that, that we have a different formula. Everything about us is different. Our liberties are different. So I think you're coming from a mindset that doesn't think America is special. And so that's a starting place for us. The other thing is I think a lot of it deals with your experiences. If you have grown up in an area where you've had a lot of control and you've had a lot of, of input over your life and, and you don't have a, a lot of your own personal freedoms or sovereignty. For example, I think the people that live in New York City 
would be a lot more willing to go along with World Health Organization than people who live in Amarillo, Texas, because there's a different kind of experience there. They are packed they're in. They're used with to giving 20, up the decisions to somebody else. They are used, to, yeah. They're they're used to somebody else running their lives for them. I mean, and that that twenty million people crammed in that little island that they've got there on Manhattan and around, and th- those five boroughs. They're used to people running their lives, and they'll get it. But for people who have had freedom, for people who live in the country, for people who who believe in, in personal sovereignty, and you know, I, I can live my life as long as it doesn't violate constitutional provisions or clearly established laws. It's a whole different mindset. And so I think of guys like Biden and, and Democrats who largely come from these these urban blue areas. They largely come from a philosophy that believes that regulation is really really good that government is inherently good, that government cannot do anything wrong, it is always right all the time, uh, it's a whole lot easier to understand that. But again, I, I think this goes back to a problem we've had with our education for a while, that we don't teach that America is special, that we are unique. The, the, the rest of the world is not lined up on the borders of WHO trying to get in WHO. They are in America. I mean, the world doesn't think WHO is special they think America's special. So I was just really kind of intrigued with that, that whole concept of why would they even try to do this? And the other thing goes back to something we talked about before. I hate this about Congress, and that is they know that they can't get this stuff passed in a regular bill, so they put it in the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. There it is. They put that 19-page bill in there. They gave away all our sovereignty. Frank's right. I don't think a single senator or congressman read that. And for people who don't know, the National Defense Authorization Act is what causes the military to exist every two years. The Constitution says the American military cannot exist more than two years at a time. You have to start from ground zero every two years. And so nobody's going to vote to wipe out the U.S. military. So these libs put a bunch of these wacky things in the military appropriations bill because no Republican is going to vote to wipe out the military. And that's how they get this stuff passed. So we've talked about how bad it is to have omnibus bills. But there's just a lot of stuff here that's not good. And so I'll echo what Frank said. You need to call your legislators and say, get us out of the World Health Organization. We can do this ourselves in America. We don't need the world telling us what to do. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right, David. I mean, if you're not if you're not proud of your nation, if you if you don't think your nation will make good decisions, uh, you want to hand it over to somebody else, and that's essentially how these people think. They 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 really are embarrassed about America's power. They've done everything they can to to reduce America's power, and this is just another way uh, to do that uh, by handing it over to these uh, these international agencies. And we we have to stop it. And there's steps we can take. Sure, appreciate you listening today, folks. You've been listening to Walt. We stand undivided. Forever.